Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Honestly, I tapped into so many just like basketball experiences where I was like, dude, you've kind of been through this. You've been through like pressure. You've been through, you know, these moments of where you needed to perform under pressure. And like, it's really no different. It's a different arena and then it's a different form. But like, again, the experience is kind of the same. Welcome to 94 and More, a podcast presented by Bristol Studio. I'm Jake Fenster, and today I'm joined by Taylor Takahashi. Taylor, thanks for joining the show. Happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I know you got a lot going on right now. You are starring in your first feature film, Boogie, which just released on March 5th. What has the last eight days been like? Um, what are you up to and what you got going on? It has been busy, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Um, photo shoots, interviews, podcasts, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole nine to get kind of the media, you know, presser out there. So it's been a complete change in my lifestyle, um, you know, stuff that I'm not used to, but I'm, you know, learning to find the joy and the fun in it um, as well. But it's been busy, man. It's, you know, waking up early. It's trying to like take care of my own personal stuff before the day actually gets started. Um, so kind of finding a routine in that, um, keeping my energy levels right. So trying to sleep, um, and, you know, make sure you're on at all times because people know when you're off. Um, and it's just been, it's been a whirlwind, but I mean, it's a, it's a change of lifestyle for me really. Um, and that's been the biggest switch, but, um, you know, it's just kind of relying on stuff that I know building a little structure within the non-structure, um, and trying to just, you know, keep moving forward. What can you speak a little bit more to that change in lifestyle? Um, because mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody has an idea or they think they have an idea of what it would be like to be starring in a movie and just kind of have all that press going on. What is it actually like for you? What, what's the day to day look like? It's I look at my schedule and like there's be maybe one day of the week where there's like nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God. thank you. <laughs> um, but there's always something and it's it's good. It keeps my brain on um, throughout the week. Uh, I use a lot of mental brain power, which is probably the more draining thing. Um, You know, being a, I'll call myself an ex-athlete, but like being involved in sports, like the physical portion, not that hard for me uh, as far as like long hours and, you know, physically Mm -hmm. being, uh, you know, kind of there and ready, but it's, it's mentally the mental um, capacity to, you know, you're answering some questions and you don't know the gambit of questions that are coming at you. You know, you can get stuff from, you know, what is it like to be in a movie to like telling us about all this Asian hate crime and you have to kind of just like have a range and a variety and answers kind of like, you know, in your head yeah. ready to go. Um, and so like, I, I don't, I always thought like, Hey, in an interview, they probably screen questions before you go on. And it's like, Hey, yeah. we're going to ask like something in this realm. Um, and nope, does not work like that. It's all just on spot live and, you know, come up with an answer then. And I'm sure you have an idea of kind of what goes into it, but, um, you know, the lifestyle changes is different for me. I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty chill and, you know, real life. I mean, you know, who I am, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty mellow. Um, and so I think some people expect me to have this like huge, big personality thing. And I guess typically what like an actor, 
uh, would go through. Uh, but for yeah. me, like, I'm still kind of just, I'm fine laying back in the cut, kind of doing my own thing, staying in touch with my people and then popping up whenever I need to. Um, and I want to try to continue that for as long as possible and kind of maintain that peace and quiet. So, you know, walking around with, with COVID and having a mask on is, is actually, it's actually kind of nice to be honest yeah. with you um, at times, depending on where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still trying to fit, you know, regular lifestyle stuff in, um, trying to keep up working out. I just played basketball for the first time last there week, you go. um, which was amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, just try to find little pockets to remind you of what life used to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. And I think what you're talking about, it's even crazier for you because, you know, you've entered into this. Not only has it been a crazy year, but now you've entered into a whole new life mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. at such a strange time. And I'm curious, you just alluded to or mentioned um, you're very reserved. You're kind of chill. You're mellow. Mm -hmm. What's that like to now have press and people kind of, you know, coming coming to you asking you for something wanting to um you know get sometimes a response out of you um and just kind of how's that adjustment been and how are you like actually doing with all of that yeah no i think for me going into like this last weekend uh when yeah. the movie came out it was like i made it such a thing like it was such a date thing it was like all right you know i got to see it on march 4th that we had a little uh, premiere, uh, screening premiere. Uh, but it was like March 5th is coming and it's kind of like Game of Thrones. You're like winter's yeah. coming, but you just like, you know, you just like know something's on the horizon. Um, and so for me, it was more about like my weekend. Uh, I had a bunch of my friends from the Bay Area, kind of like five of my childhood friends um, fly in. My brother came. Um, so this is all people that I've known since like grade school, similar to how you guys used to operate, like how yeah. you guys operate, you know, you guys yeah. are just all just a close knit family. And for me, like I've been, you know, my entire last six weeks has just been filled with people of like adoration and oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Or, this is this, this is that. There's a lot of opinionated stuff coming towards me. And so it was good to have like my close friends there to just like remind me and ground me of just being like, yo, this is where yeah. you're from. This is who we are. Um, this is what got you here. And this is what's going to like work for you continuing going forward. And so the weekend turned from like party and fun, which I mean, we had, we had a good time within ourselves um, mm -hmm. to like reflecting back and remembering kind of the journey and everything and reminding yourself, not that you want to go back to that, but just like, this is the cloth that you're cut from. Um, and like all these yeah. people around you for a reason that have been around you for, for a very long time. And so for me, like, I went from like being super proud of the movie releasing and it finally being out. And I mean, shoot, this thing ended in 2019. And so just to see it finally out and, you know, everyone can view it. That's gotta be an amazing feeling. That's a very it's a big sigh feeling. of relief. Yeah. yeah. It's a very big sigh of relief. And like, that's the other thing about like the acting portion is like, you know, you do something, you, it's like banked away and then it's like, Oh, we'll get back to it whenever, you know, whenever we come around to it. And so it's weird to kind of like finally see it out. And so for me, it was, it was, it was about that reminding myself of everything, but it switched from being like, I'm very proud of the movie to like, I'm very, I'm, I'm more proud of like the interview stuff because for me, that's like where I've been able to fully kind of be myself um, yeah. and show kind of more of my personality. Um, and although very mellow and laid back, um, you know, it's not something that, is easily, I think like easily done. Not that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm no. the best thing ever, but it's a thing to navigate. Um, and it's a thing that like, you know, in life you don't really, you know, I'm not gonna prep for, you know, asking yeah. this gamut of questions and, and, and going through these things for six hours a day. 
Um, but I'm, I'm proud to see how like things have been, you know, an interview, whether it's a snippet of this or, you know, I did a, a, an email and they take my words and they put it into like an article and like to open up the Hollywood reporter and see like yeah. myself in there. It's just surreal. Like it's all very surreal. Um, and it's all just like, oh shit, I can't believe it kind of thing, you know, always happening. But it's like, it, it's so, it's so cool. Don't get me wrong. It's no, so cool. Yeah. But it's a lot. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. lot. That's it's a lot. lot to just see. And then, you know, with that, you know, I have people that I don't even know how they got my phone number or texting me, telling me like they're proud of me. And I'm like, I'm always very thankful that like you're yeah. proud of me. But like, my question is always like, why? Like we haven't talked in yeah. like, six years. How are you proud? You know, like that just seems, it's so interesting to see how people yeah. try to like finagle their way into being like, oh, I'm very proud of you. Remember me? And it's like, ah. Yeah. It's funny. I, it, it's funny because it's like a, they think... They think it's a, uh, sometimes it's a noble thing. It's people actually trying to support you. But then there's mm-hmm. times where people are doing it, you know, because they, they want something or they want to reconnect because they see a future opportunity. And just being cognizant of that is really important because you just like, you never know, especially in this Absolutely. time, what someone's reaching out for. Absolutely. Um, but I think what you're saying, how you, you know, you brought your family, you know, your close friends, the mm-hmm. people that bring you back down to, you know, who you really are. Mm-hmm. In this time where all these random people are reaching out or you're in all mm-hmm. these magazines, I think that's such an important thing to keep yourself kind of you know level-headed and focused on the task at hand, um, whatever that might be for you. Can you speak a little bit more to, you know, where you're from um, and what it yeah. was like growing up and kind of, you know, who you are? Yeah, no, I, so I grew up in Alameda, which is like a small, um, I used to think it was like the weakest city ever. Um, but it's actually a pretty good spot when I think about it later in life. <laughs> um, like I would definitely raise a family there. It's like a definitely a good family city. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's right next to Oakland, San Leandro, Hayward, kind of in that little pocket of the East Bay. Um, literally, um, there was views from like the end of the Bay, um, looking across to San Francisco. Um, and so it's like wow. really, yeah. extremely nice beautiful. properties over there it's extremely beautiful it's clear on most days i mean it's bay area so it's like kind of what i mean my friend and i were just <laughs> talking about the other day like the bay area weather did not prep us for like climate change yeah and so like we're such little babies when it comes to like oh it's like 70 degrees outside it's like yo this feels hot i guess it feels hot <laughs> or it's like oh it's 50 degrees yeah. now it's, it's cold i'm you the know? same way i'm the same way <laughs> it's ridiculous um, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous um but yeah so i grew up there i played uh, basketball was my first sport that I ever got involved in. Um, having an older brother um, got me kind of integrated into that very, very quickly. Um, I did baseball and soccer as well, too. But soccer was mostly like stay in shape for basketball. Um, gotcha. I, I was just talking about this with my mom. She was like, yeah, you like never really practice soccer. It was kind of just like, it's <laughs> just like you around. know, like, <laughs> yeah, like basketball, like, oh, I'm gonna go pick up a ball. I'm gonna go, I can play by myself. I can play with friends. Like, I'm gonna go practice. Yeah playing like I never I had a, a, a practice once a week um my dad was my coach and he like ran basket. he ran like back doors and pick and rolls and soccer yeah. and it somehow worked at like a youth level <laughs> I don't know we our our board was like a basketball whiteboard and he's like oh it's just like run this thing I and, love like, everyone that. on the team played basketball so I was like oh okay like we got it you know what I mean so it was just um, a basketball team playing soccer yeah it was so it was I don't know how we won games but we just had fun really yeah um, but it was like playing soccer was just to stay in shape but I never really practiced soccer so I knew that wasn't gonna happen baseball I actually had a lot of success in at a, at a really early age. Um, Alameda had a pretty, I would say it's a baseball city. If that's like the yeah. sport we, we would have to pick is, is baseball is kind of the one, um, a lot of politics, a lot of stuff that goes on to make like the, 
the, the thing go. But uh, we were, I played on an all-star team uh, for like age nine to 12. And we like started at nine, started to like build the team. And we were like one game away, I think when I was a 12 year old from making like the Little League World Series. Uh, we were really, really close. I think we had to win one game and then like that won us like the section of Northern California. And then we'd go and play like the winner of Southern California. And then whoever won that was going to represent California. That would have been wild. And we were so close. And we only reason why we, we were winning the game. Oh my God, I can't, fucking, I can't <laughs> believe this came up. We were winning the game. You're still scarred. I'm still scarred from this, man. Like the it Little happened. League World Series for me was like my, like, that was like the NCAA yeah. tournament. Because then you're on, you're on ESPN. You're on yeah. ESPN as a 12 yeah. year old. Like, what more could you want? And I could like walk up to the, I could walk up to like, you know, you get a little interview thing. Yep. You're like, oh, I'm Taylor. You know, I listen yeah, to yeah. this and like, I love to hit dingers. You know what I mean? Like, you get to, <laughs> you get to do that kind of thing, a little profile, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we were, we were winning the game and like Little League had a rule where like everyone on the team had to play like three outs and have an at-bat that's like the the rule so it's like inclusion and all that stuff and this kid like part of our responsibility as players was like if you hadn't been in whatever like there's so much chaos going on was like speak up and just let people know like hey i haven't hit yet or hey i haven't been in the field yet and this kid didn't say anything until like the bottom of the fifth inning we only played six innings and so we we tried to like throw the game to like let the other team catch up and the other team knew what was going on and that's how we lost, man. Like, that's how we, it wasn't like we got beat. It was like, we literally shot ourselves to the foot. And so um, it hurt me to like have that happen. And I was pretty so decent close, at baseball, yeah. but it didn't challenge me. Like baseball didn't really challenge me. And I say that with like more confidence than cockiness, but it was just like, it, baseball it wasn't naturally. It just came yeah, naturally base, to you. Baseball wasn't the sport for me. That was like, everyone's like, you can go far in baseball. You can do that. And I was like, I want to play basketball. I want to play basketball because, you know, five eight i'm an asian kid um it's kind of the the david versus goliath thing and like i love that i love that like you can't you you're not supposed to succeed in this um and it's just going to be like worth ethic work ethic um determination and really just like hard work that's going to go into when you say you wanted to succeed and and go far in basketball what Mm -hmm. was the the dream was it the nba was that were you I, I knew the NBA confident? wasn't gonna have like I'm a realist like I wasn't yeah. like if the NBA if they came knocking I wouldn't yeah, be yeah. like no but like it was like I know I'm not going to the league so overseas uh, was that something you overseas were, overseas I had a couple of things lined up to try to go to like Japan um, you know I had people in the Philippines that like were interested and in, like you know potentially to go play um, I dealt with and so right after I graduated high school um, I went to a junior college in. San Diego. I had a couple of scholarships locally in in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like East Bay, like University of East Bay. Um, I had San Francisco State, um, San Jose State. I actually had something from Stanford when I was a junior, uh, but they were like, it was the craziest thing. So uh, I get sent this letter from Stanford and it's a coach's letter. Yeah. And he's like, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's basically saying like, yo, you got to like, we like you, but we got, you got to like take these classes. Right. And I'm a junior. Like I literally about to graduate junior year. What, what was like, the class? I got to be in like AP English. I got to be in like, oh. you know, calculus. Gotcha. I got to be in gotcha. all these things. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I went to school. I think I missed like 40 days of school this year. You know what I mean? Like there's no way, there's just no way. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. It showed up and like, my mom was like, Oh yeah, like a letter from Stanford. And I was like, Oh, let me check it out. Like I'm pretty sure it's going to be a scholarship offer. And I was joking and I opened it up and it was like, we like you it's lined up. Like we, you know, it's potential. You just have to make sure like we're, we're all about 
academics here. And so like, that was like my first wake up call to be like, yo, like you really have to like, you missed an opportunity because you didn't go to school, you didn't go to school, you didn't go to class, right? And yeah. like, it, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so sad. It was just like, okay, like you kind of got to be on your shit. So senior year, I was really on my shit. It was like the only year I really tried in school. Um, things went smooth and things went fine. Um, but I always wanted to like get out of the Bay Area. Like I felt like I was in such a bubble. Um, I was like, it's not even a consideration to go to these local schools. Like I want to go out. And so I went down to a JC in San Diego and everything was lined up. The coach was cool. Um, and like, I got there like six weeks before and it's like, you know, like summer runs, summer ball kind of thing. And so it's like an open gym. We're playing around, we're doing things. Um, and JC's very, this is the culture I didn't really know. Like JC's very like, it's so determined on like your year. You only have two years, right? Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I was going up against like a second year point guard and the coach was like, yo, like, I like you, I love you, you're good. But like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play the second year guy more because I want him to get looks, I want him to go. And in my head, I was like, dude, fuck that. Like, I'm better than him. Like, just let me play. You, you know, like I you didn't- got, You got, have you watched Last Chance You, the new season that just yes. came out? Oh, no, no, I'm, I haven't. I'm watching, it's the basketball one. This is really- is literally everything that goes on in this in this in the series in the season there it's guys who who are maybe better but for whatever reason the coach has loyalty to the guy trying mm-hmm. to get them out of there first mm-hmm. you know knows they have a second year so it's balancing that and so i can only imagine how frustrating that must be to actually be that player on the bench looking at the other guy getting the minutes i was like dude like i can I can play, you know, like yeah. <clears throat> I'm fine with doing things, but like if that's the reason why, like if he beats me, like I'm man enough to be like, yeah. yo, spot, do whatever. I'm learning. I'm still always gonna learn. But you're gonna like, freak out when you watch this season. Just <laughs> I'm gonna PTSD for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, and again, I'm not a cocky person. It's like I'm coming off high school. My 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 league that I played in was like it at one point was very very athletic. It was very like yeah. we had a lot of guys go d1 like smaller d1 um and i was just like yo i'm coming from this league that's like it's not like it's a, a layup league we were at division two so like we had like our school was pretty big but we had ass at yeah. basketball um i'm like the all-time leading it's all-time, scorer yeah. and it's like dude like I, I can ball bro and like let me just let me just run like give me a chance to just kind of do my thing is what i was asking yeah. for and you know younger age yada 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 so i was like this is trash so i moved back home after like three months i was like this is trash i'm not gonna waste my money to be here and like i don't even get the full opportunity that like i yeah. want and like kind of was kind of was told was going to be given to me and so after that that really kind of reset like my basketball future and it was like i had dealt with injuries before uh, i have a really bad like left ankle and you know i had like in and out of stuff and it was just like you know what like I'm going to have to figure out life. And like, I didn't really know school wise, like what I wanted to, like what I wanted to study. It was kind of just like, you're supposed to go to school. And I was like, I'm going to school so I can play basketball. I'm supposed to fulfill this school portion in order for me to play basketball. That's what, that's what life tells me to do. Um, But like, I don't really know what I want to do in life. And I think it's ridiculous that we ask like 17, 18 year old kids to be like, make a life decision, pick what you want to do now. It's going to set you up for, for whatever. Right. And so uh, I have my whole thought process on college and everything. <laughs> Stay in school. I'll say that, but do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I had a conversation with one of my first professors at NYU um, mm-hmm. that will be coming out. And one of the, sorry, this is a side note, but uh, one of the things he's doing is it's called, his course is called Real World. And he's mm-hmm. bringing in like real companies into the classroom and having his students 
like flipping the whole structure of the classroom. So the students are like f- defining their own roles. So basically let's say he did the New York jets, right? So they'd come mm-hmm. in with like a marketing, mm-hmm. marketing uh, problem they need solved. Mm-hmm. He'd split mm-hmm. the students up and say, guys, come, come up with a plan. This is what they're looking for. And at the end of the year, they present to the Jets marketing team. And sometimes people have gotten jobs out of it. They've actually used the plans and executed them and their marketing strategy. So things like that, where I feel yeah. like actually, like that actually helps you in the yeah. real world versus yeah. just sitting in a classroom and cramming notes and, and you know, cramming whatever the professor needs you to know for that day and then forgetting it by tomorrow. But Exactly, exactly. So, and like, I I felt the same way where it was just like, I like, whether I'm going to do business or science, like I just, yeah. I just didn't know. And that might be partly my fault, but it was just like, I didn't really know like what I wanted to do and how I wanted yeah. to do it. And yeah. like, I didn't want to waste money by just being like, I'm supposed to go to college because society tells me like, go to college, get a job, you it's, know, start it's working. Hard. It's hard to know. It's hard to know it is. unless you experience something, right? Like in a classroom, you're in a vacuum. So mm-hmm. in, in your mind, like you might like something or an idea of something, but if you don't mm-hmm. actually like, have any experience in it, like you're not going to know. And like you said, if you spend all that money, all that time on something and then you get out and you're in that, you're in that, like uh, that funnel and you're yeah. working with something, you're like, oh, I don't like this, but I just spent yeah. my whole, all my money and all that time preparing exactly. to do it. It's exactly, it's a scary like, system. Ha- having an older brother, like yeah. I saw a lot of his friends, like got biology degrees and then now they work for like marketing for twitter and it's just like where does that where does that go like how does and how does that make him more qualified just because he has a degree like i that's what like blows my mind and like i'm sure someone will will, will shut me up on it and i'm glad to listen but it's like there's so many people out there that are like the qualification process is 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 bogus to me you know there's definitely certain professions like if you're gonna be a doctor or a lawyer of course of course of course outside of that yes to be working in, in, you know, the entertainment industry or uh, in marketing or whatever. It's like, you know, I just need to be a person that's competent yeah. and like able to execute. And it's exactly. like, I don't know. I went through so much of that. where it's just like, uh, yes, on paper, I am not qualified, but have a conversation with me. And I'm pretty sure I could get the same thing done that like, you know, Joe Schmo over there is able to do. Yeah. Um, and I just never understood kind of the cycle and the matrix of that. And like, I never wanted to enter into that. And so it put me into like a funny place going back home after I went, after I was in San Diego, I was like back home, just kind of like went into like the, I was like, I got to work. My parents were always like, do what you want. If you want to go basketball, like follow your dream, do whatever, but like dedicate yourself to it. Um, And so basketball quickly became like, all right, I kind of see my dream slipping away in basketball. And I think as an athlete, it's always tough to just be like, I'm calling it quits. I'm like doing that. Uh, But I was like, I don't see it as like I'm saying goodbye. It's just like I have to find another outlet on how I'm going to use it. Like how how like basketball means so much. I've gone through so much with it. How can I use it to like make it like either giving it back, doing something else with it, teaching it, you know, using the game for whatever. Like there had to be something. And so that's how I got involved in like personal training and like strength and conditioning. Um, was like I worked at a gym that was across the street from my high school. And I had a couple of kids that like, I had already been tapped into and it was like, come work out with yeah. me uh, for free. Like, I just want to like be involved with like the youth and like trying to give back and setting up that next generation was really what it was all about. And that really started my, my vision. And that's how pretty much I got into Southern California in 2016 was um, I had a cousin who I live with now. 
um, who's a physical therapist um, and he's, you know, part PT strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. He works with kind of specialized NFL players now, but um, you know, it was like, come move down here. We have another buddy who's a physical therapist kind of does the same thing. And it was just like, they were all kind of set up at a high school already down here at Cyprus. And uh, they had a pretty good team, pretty good players. And it was just like, come in and like, you know, we're kind of the technical guys. We're, we're the guys that are telling them what to do, but like, we need a guy that can kind of like relate to the kids and like has been through the grind and like understood like what a high school yeah. season's like and just, you know, what it takes to, to, to kind of like get to that next level. And I was like, I haven't been to the next level, but like, I understand the work that it takes to get there. And you and executed so, at the high school level uh yeah you know, such a high yeah. such a high level of success and, and to be an all-time leading scorer like that carries weight for mm-hmm. high school kids you know if you if you came into the the gym and they were introducing you as such the kids are going to listen they're going to be interested yeah. in what you have to say yeah yeah my first my first introduction to them was i came on like a saturday and they had like an open run and i was like Yo, i'm not going to talk to any you motherfuckers just i'm just this, this is play and they were like after they're like yo like where is this guy from and i was just like yo man like um these are my homies these are my boys this is why i'm here and like i'm your guy to help relate this shit to you i can like kind of compute the information that they're giving you and i could try to give it to you in a little bit more of a real sense and how we can apply it like what we're going to do on the court and it was such a cool like partnership with them because like seeing high school kids at like the age 15 to like 18 like it's they're so willing and ready to learn for the most part that it's like you can have such a big effect on like yeah. who they who who they are <clears throat> and like how they approach stuff, yeah. you know. And it's like we can help mold these 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 young men into you know like hey, we want you to work hard, we want you to do everything you can with basketball in school, but like also you know this is how like life works. This is like yeah, man, this is this. This is like you know they're talking to us about like prom and like what we need to do and girls, and it's like so fun to like tap back into like the innocence of that and you know to kind of be like big uncle or big bro to them was like that's everything for for me and for you know the the people that i was doing it with was just like we're able to kind of give back with our sports background in a different way and like have this effect um and you know that's kind of how the game switched from like being ultra competitive to me and you know making it overseas and and ride or die to like i'm about to like make friendships build bonds you know you know break bread with people on the court and, you know, I'm going to have these connections that like, I would have never, I would have never had if they, if it wasn't for the game, you know? And so the game switched from competitiveness to just like, how can I foster relationships? You know what I mean? Whether it's for my gain, whether it's yeah. for another a kid's gain, like how can we use this game to like really, really use it as a, as a vessel and a tool. Um, and, you know, I still stand by it. Basketball has been my, you know, my best teacher that I've had um you know in life it's not been a professor in a school and I wish I had that um but it's like basketball has really been like that beacon and that teacher for me um in life and it's been amazing so on that topic basketball and that newfound appreciation for it and that new approach led you to a uh, a run right in mm-hmm. was this in the same year when you moved out here was it the first year you moved out here when you when you ran into it, Eddie? it was uh I've been here for a year and a half and I was like back home in the Bay Area. There's a bunch of rec leagues, triple double, um, Dream League, AOL. Like we had a bunch of <clears throat> kind of like Asian run leagues out there. And I loved it. Like it was always just something where it was like, I want to win. I'm going to compete. I'm going to try to do mine. But it was just like every Wednesday I have a game at seven o'clock. And it's just like, it's just fun. Like yeah. you just know, like, okay, cool. I'm going to show up at it's seven o'clock. And a, I get taste, a, guaranteed- a taste of that old life. Yeah. Like I get a, I get a, 
I get a guaranteed thing. Yeah. I have like friends on a team. It's more just about like hanging and kicking yeah. it. And uh, a lot of the guys I always played with are always my brother's age. They're always older than me. Um, and so it's just like, I get to go hang with the OGs, like the old guys, you know, pick up on some old dude game, whatever it is um, and just hang and just intake as a kid. And so yeah. um, I did that for a long time here. So when I moved down here, <clears throat> there was, no, I knew of nothing, especially in like Orange County, there was like nothing. And so I got fed up and I hit up one of my childhood friends uh, who I played like baseball and soccer with as a kid. And I was like, yo, man, like, I know you play leagues out here. Like, what's really good? Like, I'll I'll eat the like I'll eat the drive to go from OC to LA if that's what it takes. Yeah. Uh, but like, hopefully it's on a week. Can't be doing that like during the week. But if yeah. it's on the weekend, like I'm down uh, to, to start and just let me know where it's at and like, you know, what the whole deal is. And he was like, there is one in SGV, uh, San Gabriel Valley. We play on Sundays. Um, and like, if you drive up here, you know, we can, we can hang or the whole team usually hangs and eats and chills. And like, we'll just make kind of like a day out of it. And I was like, that's cool. Like I'm completely in for that. I don't want to like drive an hour, play yeah. for 40 minutes and then drive, drive an hour that, back yeah. home. Like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, 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 we'll figure something out. And so I had heard, I knew Eddie and my boy, Mitch, um, had yep, like yep. played together I just had because like Eddie was on a I think on Bill Simmons and he was like yeah we got this dude plays like James Harden doesn't pass I was like that's Mitch like that's fucking Mitch likes to create and pound the rock <laughs> wait so Mitch and, is like, the Mitch is the one who you texted about the Mitch is the, the one who I texted gotcha. yeah Mitch is okay. the one who I texted and so <clears throat> I had known that they had played together but not I had no idea it was like this league and so he's like yeah first games like this Sunday nine o'clock you know whatever and so I roll into the gym and everyone's like standing. There's two courts. Everyone's standing like on the baseline, um, you know, and everyone, the whole team's there. And I'm like, oh, what's up? I'm just like, introduce myself. And the last person's Eddie. And I like, had, I, I know of Eddie. I knew yeah, of Eddie following yeah. all his shit. And so I was like, oh shit, like, what's up, man? And I was like, play it cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Sunday at nine, I think the last thing this yeah. dude wants to talk about is like his show or like yeah. his book or what are you up to lately? You know what I mean? It's like, He's just here like all the other fellas, like just trying to hoop and, yeah, and same, enjoy, yeah. you know, same vibe. And yeah. so I think Eddie really noticed that. Um, the first time I met him, he like, I had looked at my tattoos and he was like sick. He saw like the Japanese writing on the back of my arms. He was like sick, like I see it, you know, what does that mean? Yada, yada, yada. And we'd have like small combo. And I think he really noticed. And I told him later, I was like, yo, like I really wanted to ask you so many questions when I first met you, but I was like, I don't think it's the right move. Like to me, it was like, if it's meant to be, we'll have the time to sit down, chop it up, talk about food, talk about books, talk about whatever it may be. Um, like there will be a time that presents itself, but now's not the time to just like blow it up on a, on a Sunday and try to rush it. And like, Smart don't move, be an idiot, yeah. you know, don't be an idiot, you know? And I think he really noticed that where he was just like, you know, it's not like a lot of the kids in the league, I guess one kid, like he, he's a YouTube personality. He like brought a YouTube thing. His mom was recording the game. He's like, oh, I'm playing against Eddie and like all those shit. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, it's so weird to just like put people up on front street like that. You know, it just doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem normal to like go out of your way to do things like that. You know, it's just, it's just really, yeah. really just not, not the thing. And so um, I think it was like after like the fourth game, Eddie comes to me and he's like, yo man, like, you should start for me. Like, I like take my starting spot. And I was like, Eddie, bro, like, I, I appreciate it. Like, I, I know that I might be better than you, but like, I'm not here to come in and like make waves and like take your starting spot. Like, yeah. what? Like, I would, if I was you, like, I would feel a, cert, a super type of way about that. Like, I'm clearly here. I'm only here just to, just to hang and chill. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compete. I'm gonna do what I can, but like, 
life or death yeah. in basketball for me is, is over, man. Like I, I want to win. Do not get me wrong. But like, <laughs> I'm not here to come in and, and, and yeah. take your starting spot and just get on with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, uh, I'm here to play a role. What, what role do you want me to play? And like, it'd be the last role I think people who have played with me before was like, it was like passing and defense and like being a point guard. Everyone's like, whoa. Cause usually yeah, for me, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm the setup guy. I'm like the shooting guard, you know, yeah. I like to just J.R. Smith my shit. Um, <laughs> but he was like, yo, like take it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so um, he saw a lot. It's why Eddie and I connected so well was like, he valued the same things that I did like in a basketball player. And he always told me like, how someone plays basketball, you tell so much how they are in real life. And I've always felt the same way. I'm like, I could tell that it, like, you know, someone who plays like a Draymond, like, you know, about, about, about like sharing and being with the yeah. people and like, you know, doesn't really have an ego and you know, this and that. And there's other people who are, who are like a J.R. Smith. And it's like, you know, Hey, I know you're going to be probably selfish. You're not going to pay for dinner yeah. after, after you play. Right. Like <clears throat> you just kind of know, and so we yeah. valued this weird basketball language within each other. And so that's how it clicked. And that's how we kind of just, it, it started with basketball and food. Um, and the whole thing just kind of blew up. And next thing I know, I'm in a movie. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it, it really is crazy. So I have to ask a little bit more about it because yeah, yeah, I, wanna, I just want to understand. Um, so after you guys started bonding and there was clearly synergy, you guys were on the same page about a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. how did that, turn into a business relationship Uh, obviously a friendship but but when did the business side of it start to to come around we we were friends and then um it was in i think like april or june uh they the crazy rich asians had come out and they were having a dvd release party and at this dvd release party they were they had like three different (laughs) nights i haven't heard of a dvd release party in a long time Hey man, they had one. I don't know. They had, it was like for like the studio and like some of the actors. That's cool though. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. And so they had like three different nights and it was like a different chef each night. And so Eddie was like the last night. And so he was like, Oh, um, we had talked about, uh, I was working at a, at a Japanese restaurant in Costa Mesa as well too. So we talked about food and he was like, if you want, like, you know, come and we're going to prep for like three days beforehand. And then like the day of cooking, like, you know, you should come and like help out. And I was like, for sure. Because before I met Eddie, I thought like 90% of his stuff was all like food. That's like what I thought he was about. Yeah. I had no idea that like the entertainment industry and him writing a, like a script and all that was like what he really is about. And so I was like, yeah, food, anything with food and Eddie, like, yo, I've watched your shit. Like, this is a dream come true. I get to be in the kitchen with you and kind of help out. Like, that's amazing. And so I did that event with him. It went really well. Um, and then fast forward to the same year in 2019 or excuse me, 2018. Um, and in December, there's a store here in LA, uh, called union. Um, mm-hmm. and he's friends with the owner and the owner was like, oh, like I, every year we go out, we kind of just get faded. We go to a spot, <laughs> we rent it out, like, you know, holiday party. We yeah. had a great year, but like, I want to do something different. And Eddie was like, what are you thinking? He was like, do anything that you kind of want. Like I'm down to just like give my guys a, a new experience. And so Eddie was like, all right, cool. He flew in his parents. Um, it was just his parents, uh, myself and him prepping everything for the most part. And we cooked like a Taiwanese, like a traditional Taiwanese menu for everybody. And it was actually his mom <clears throat> who noticed me. And she was like, Eddie, like this kid just listens to whatever you have to say as far as like direction goes. And much like basketball, the kitchen is very similar. Like not to have an ego, to follow direction. And like, 
play a part really. Um, and like, that's how kitchen like synchronicity kind of works because typically it's so chaotic that like, yeah. if people are not on the same page and you're not kind of going from one thing to another and moving and like moving together, like things can go terribly wrong. And so we, <clears throat> again, value the same thing in basketball and in food, where it was like, if we can get along with like these typical difficult places to get along with people, like that tells us a lot about each other. And so his mom noticed, like, I told him to like cut it like this. And he's like cutting it exactly like how he's supposed to. He just listens. And mm -hmm. like, for me, it's just like, I'm not like being obedient, but it's just like, I have, I, you tell me a direction, like, I'm just going to yeah. follow the direction. And like, I'm, I have no like, oh, I would do it like this myself. So I'm going to change it up and try to like flex, like not at all. And so he saw that, kind of admired it from the back. And then after that event was over, he like called me on like a Wednesday and was like, hey man, like, what are you doing? And I, I was in between a personal training session. I was like, I'm just hanging at the house, like about to eat lunch, like what's going on? He's like, did you have fun at the event? I was like, of course, man, it's always fun to like do those things. And he was like, uh, I think you're gonna be good at like anything you do in life. And I was like, oh, wow. Powerful, Eddie, like fucking powerful, yeah. Eddie. Like uh, on midday, a Wednesday, like, yeah. midday, pick me up. Like that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, yes, I need you around more often. Feel free to call every Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, but he was like, no, I think you're going to be good at anything you do in life. And like, have you ever thought about working in the entertainment industry? And I was like, uh, not a day in my life. I don't know shit about shit in the entertainment industry. Like never have I thought about that. And he was like, I want you to assist me and like, I'll teach you some of the ropes. And I was like, if you're going to be patient with me and understand that, like, I've never done this, never been here. Um, then like, I'm, I approach the same thing as basketball. Like I'm coachable. Uh, I'm, I'm able to learn stuff. I'm able to take some outside skills and, and, and apply them. And I think I could, you know, I could, I could do a yeah. decent job. I, am I an assistant by the book? No. Uh, but I, he told me like, this isn't going to be like your traditional assistant yeah. job. Like I'm your boss. You're my assistant. Like he never treated me like I, you know, you work for me. You know what I mean? He's like by the books and by paychecks you do, but like everything is going to be open to you and explore and like everything that I'm exposed to you're exposed to. So, you know, take advantage, do what you want with it um, and run with it. And so that's really what started our like relationship was, you know, Hey, I'm switching this now from like a friendship into, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're working with me now. And so um, I hit the ground running. I moved from OC to Koreatown in LA, um, just a whole nother lifestyle change. And the movie was the first thing he gave me. Um, it was like, it was 130 pages. And he was like, yo, like, read this thing and like I really don't care if we don't do anything this year but make this movie like this is a dream of mine I've written it I'm trying to sell it like it's it's so close and like I just I don't care about anything else but this movie and I was like all right I read it and I was like holy shit like this is I've never seen I'd never really seen a movie script before and so I was like this is the first time reading a movie script but then also like this story is amazing like it's yeah. not my story but it's like like I don't know too many Asian hoopers. Like it's a very selective group of people. It's like an Asian hooper in New York city and like all these influences of hip hop and, you know, yeah. black and, 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 and Latino cultures. And it's just like, it's such a cool world that like I'm aware of, but I didn't know how to tell. So it's like, you kind of take the words out of my mouth and telling this story. And I think it's amazing. And so he had joked with me, like, leading up to it like I think you should play it like I think you should do it and I was like Eddie bro like not a chance like not a chance in your life do you want me like in your movie especially your first one like you don't want that and he's just like I don't know man I'm just saying and so that's the wrong I answer watched... for that's the wrong answer because that's exactly what he was looking for 
exactly. he was gonna because you said that that's how he knew you were gonna play that role exactly and <laughs> he's told me now like he was like dude the first time i met you i knew you were this like you were this kid i i, I swear to god and i was just like what and that's like the jedi of eddie right like he's always five steps ahead and i'm just like what in the hell he's like look young padawan like you might think you know some shit but like i got this all kind of like figured out down the road right but it was an interesting experience because i met i was in the pitch meeting for the movie i went and set up the whole presentation um you know at and at, at our studio i set up the whole presentation with all the presidents there um i flew to new york as a title of basketball coordinator uh, which was like diagramming all the plays and like training yeah. the kid that we had actually picked beforehand. Um, and like, basically it was just like hanging out with this kid, trying to train him and, and, and eat with him and just make him a the top five basketball player um, in New York city. And it was like, it was fun to be in New York um, most definitely, but it was like, it was long days leading up into that pre-production, but it was like, I'm meeting, I was in the, you know, I was there when we hired like our assistant director, I was there we hired our uh, our cinematographer. I was there when we hired like our props person, our wardrobe person, like everything. I, everything. <laughs> I had met all these people as like his assistant, setting up these meetings, and like I'm there listening, taking notes. And then one day I just walk into the office and he's he's dead. He's standing at the front door. I've told this story, he's standing at the front door and he's like, laptop phone. I'm like, shit, <laughs> fired like now? Like what? I'm here in New York. Like, what did I do? And he's like, You did nothing, idiot. Like no distractions today. I want you to, I want you to read this scene, do your best you can. There's no pressure. Um, you know, take as much time as you want. And we're going to try to, you know, I'm going to set, I'm going to record it and I'm going to send it in pending how it is. I was like, all right, what I felt no pressure. I was like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'll do my best to remember it. And like, if it sucks, it sucks. I have like, I don't yeah. feel anything that I'm not an actor. And so nothing to lose, uh, nothing to lose at all. And so we go into our line producer's office. We're there for like, you know, 40 minutes. We take a couple of different takes. He sends it into the studio. This is like a Thursday or Friday. Um, and he's like, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to make this switch. Uh, the studio responds like almost immediately. And they're just like, whatever you want to do, Eddie, like we support. We're fine. We're backing you. If you think he's going to do it, he can That's pull amazing. it off. Like, we, got, we got you. We got you. You know, we're this far into it. If that's what you want we got you. And so the, I took the weekend to like call friends and family and be yeah. like, this is an opportunity that's potentially going to happen. Like, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Like there's a lot to think about. Yeah. What was um, going through your head? I, I, I can only imagine, bro, you know, you do that I, and you're just waiting for a call to find out if you're starring in a movie and you're not an actor. <laughs> like That's insane. It's insane. So I, can't I stayed imagine. up super late. I played basketball that night, like just shot around. We had a, we had a, a half court at the, the place we stayed at in Brooklyn. I shot around all night. It was on like, you know, luckily on like most of my, most of my circles in the West coast, there were three hours uh, uh, before me. So I like could talk to them kind of whenever, uh, but it was just like thinking about like more so like, can I do this? Can I, can, can you remember stuff and say it out loud can you be in front of a camera? It was all like the small logistics stuff where it was just like, those would typically be big hurdles for me to jump over yeah. as just a human being and who I am as a person. Like I don't seek spotlight. And so I took the weekend and Eddie and I actually had, like he took me out to dinner uh, on, on, on a Saturday and was like, you know, this is our first time like sitting down and just being, he was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, Eddie, I don't know, man. Like it's only been like a day. Like, I really don't know. Like, I really don't know. Yeah. And it was the first time him and I had really like, 
kind of like clash like butted heads it was like two bulls in a in, in, in a shop just kind of like butting heads and for him it was like dude like this is such a good opportunity and it's right there in front of you and like all I want you to do is just go out and grab it and like everyone will be here for you to support you and to help you and to you know get you there um, you ultimately have to do it yourself like you're gonna have to go and drink the water but like everyone here is to support you and like I wasn't even thinking that way I was just like dude I don't even know if I can remember a line like can I remember a line do you think I can like that's where my head was at and so I was kind of scramble brain and he was just like man like I see this for you and I want this for you but like you have to want it yourself that's really how our conversation ended he got up and he left and I was just like sitting there at the table just be like fuck like he's kind of right like he's kind of right and like I gotta really think about other things but like he's kind of right that there's just an opportunity here and it's really no is it a movie and it feels high stakes like sure but like to the core of it it's really just about stepping outside of your comfort zone to like gain a new experience to 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 kind of level up you know it's the same concept it's it's like a full circle moment for you from what you described after you left junior college and you're like, I'm trying to figure out what this game means to me and just build mm-hmm. relationships. And then mm-hmm. you're like, you don't, you don't know the opportunity that you're, you're after, but in a way, all of that led you to the most perfect opportunity, which is starring in a basketball move. Like it couldn't be more on brand for you. It couldn't, it couldn't have. And it comes back to that yeah. moment where it's just like, this is what the game is going to give me. Like, yeah. like, this is the opportunity that I'm going to get with playing basketball and you know that's been like five to seven years in between all that but it's like this is this is now starting to come around full circle and this is where we're at and so after that conversation and how it left I was like okay go look yourself in the mirror you have that conversation with yourself and Sunday I was like dude he was my roommate Eddie and I lived together throughout the entire movie production (laughs) as well too and like that's like it it was hilarious um I knock on his door and I'm like dude I'm ready I'm down I'm ready and that Sunday him and I sat in the living room. We like ran lines. We did all these things. We started talking to each other about it. And then Monday, the studio called back and was like, we're in, we're good. Um, Taylor's now boogie. And so showing up to the office the next day and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, we've actually made a change. Taylor's now boogie. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like we, we've known this guy as assistant guy and he's a cool guy and he's just normal, but like now he's boogie. Like, this is crazy. This is just crazy. And so my day-to-day went from like being in the office and this, now it's like, I'm, I'm just spending time, you know, at the apartment or, you know, with our, our casting director, you know, practicing, running lines, doing these things. And it's like, now I've completely switched where I need to be and how I need to be. Um, and it was three weeks to just get ready. And, you know, after that, it was all downhill running, man. Like, I'll never forget the first day on set. Bro. Oh, like, so I wanted was, to ask you, take us through yeah. the first day on set. Like oh my the God. stress, the anxiety. Yes. Like I'm sure you messed up. I'm sure you messed up and you were mortified. But like what like to take us through the whole thing. Dude, so every day we had people come and like pick us up at the apartment. And Eddie and I used to ride together. Uh we was like always a thing during pre-production and all that in production was like, we're gonna ride together. That's like our time to kind of like yeah. catch up and chill and you know, talk to director and actor, whatever. It was just our time to kind of sometimes we didn't talk at all and just listen to music um shout out alfonso our driver he's the fucking best um but they picked me up and eddie had to go before i did this is like the only time i had like a later call than than him usually i'm on set before him and so i get picked up at like nine o'clock in the morning um 
going to, I'm like the entire time that I'm driving to the set, I'm just like, I wonder what this is about to be like. Like, I don't yeah. know what this is about to be like. What did is you about sleep to be there? at all before this day? Uh, four hours max. Okay. And it was like, it was like sleep, wake up and pee, can't go back to sleep. Yeah. Like go back to sleep for 20 minutes, wake up again, look at a line. Do I have it? I got it. And then like, that was the funniest part is the, the scene that we recorded. I have one line. I have one line. That's all I had. It was the only time in the movie I had one line. But I was like, <laughs> for some reason, this is so nerve wracking, right? So I get to set and I get to my trailer. I put stuff in my trailer and I'm like, I want to go watch what they're recording just so I can kind of get a feel for like what that's like. And every set they had like a thing called Video Village. And it was just like where like the director or, you know, assistant and all the studio people kind of sit and they're just watching like the playback. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching and I'm kind of getting a feel and I'm like, okay, like it's still, I like, it's still nostalgic to me. You're like, cut. And, you know, people start running around and then set up again and they're ready and then go. And then, you know, they slate and go. And so I'm just watching. I'm just like, wow, this is like, this is a lot. Like this is, this is, this is it. And so I go back to my trailer, I get changed, I'm in my thing. And they're like, they're like, be ready by like 1230. And I'm like, shit, that's like an hour from now. So literally pacing, I, my trailer is probably like max, like 15 feet long. I don't know. I'm just walking back and forth for an hour in my trailer. Just like my line was uh, just shut up and pay my fucking money. That's literally all <laughs> I have to say. I was like, I could do that. Like, that's not, that's not hard. Um, and so I'm like, pacing back and forth I'll stop in the mirror to look and like my heart rate was out of this world I wish I wore a heart rate monitor but like it had to be like 212 beats per minute like it was insane just like and so it's like there's always there's like a runner person like a mm. produced like a PA who's like in charge of like getting me from trailer to like actual set and so they're like they're ready for you and I'm like oh shit and so <laughs> um I, uh, she takes me, she walks me and like, you know, everyone's there. They're like, Eddie's like, yo, what's up? That's it. It's time. Let's get it. And he's like, this is kind of what's happening. And this is what it is. Like, we'll just go for one. You ready? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so there's so much in between time while you make a movie. Like, yeah. it seems like they could just start it and stop it, start it and stop it. But there's so much, it's, it's, it's literally like watching ants. Like as soon as something stops, People are just like running around, camera, lighting, resetting this, props, this. And it's just like, what the, what in the fuck? Yeah, and it's yeah. just, everyone's just scrambling around. And so after the first take, I go and like my voice is like super hot. I'm like, I was paying my fucking money, man. Like, you know, and, <laughs> and Eddie was like, all right, like we got to calm him down. We got to calm him down a little bit. And so he like, gave me an action where he was just like, Melvin, the dude's like the, the dude trying to sign a contract, like puts his hand out and he's like, I want you to slap his hand. And like, I think that'll help you kind of like physically get into the moment a little bit. And so I was like, yeah, cool. So I go slap his hand, run my line. And we go from there, man. This shit was so uh, crazy. And so anyways, I go in, he gives me like an actionable thing to like hit this dude's hand, get a little physical with him. Um, it kind of personally makes me a little bit more like energetic and a little bit more like, okay, kind of be in the moment a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so it took like four or five takes. And it's like, I thought it was like, you take four or five takes and you're good and you're done. Um, but it switched to like, oh, now we got to get like his angle of it and this other angle of you. And so you do like 25 takes of the same thing. Um, and you're just trying to capture like the moment and, you know, the attitude and, you know, whatever needs to go on in that scene. 
but I'll never forget that day. Like I literally, it was the shortest day I had, I had on throughout the entire uh, production. Um, it was, yeah, it was, I think right. I was there for like eight hours to do one line, bro. Like it was insane. Um, and it wasn't off of like Taylor's fucking up. It was just like, it takes so much time to reset and take this angle. And once we capture that, now we got to like get this yeah. like setup thing. And so it was just the first like introduction to it. And like, I journaled it uh, in my notes and it's just, it's funny to just be like, whoa. Like, I think my first line is like, whoa, nerves, like nerves yeah. and anxiety to the max. Um, but it's like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll never forget that ever. And it, it reminded me of like the moment when you're like shooting a free throw and maybe the game's on the line, whatever, it's a close game. You have so much like background noise and you just try to create silence. Yeah. Like it really reminded me of that. And like, honestly, I tapped into so many just like basketball experiences where I was like, dude, you've kind of been through this. You've been through like pressure. You've been through, you know, these moments of where you needed to perform under pressure. And like, it's really no different. It's a different arena and then it's a different form, but like, again, the experience is kind of the same. Yeah. You had no experience up to that point doing that, but like, you just, you try, you go and you, you, you adjust and kind of the theme of the movie, you can run through that wall um, and you just see what's on the other side. And so that's why the movie to me is more than just a movie. Like I learned so much about my like personal self to do life, that. Yeah. And, and like coming of age, like the kids' stories coming of age, but like I dually kind of came of age within that. And like, there is no other, any and I talk about it all the time, there is no other experience in life that would allow me to like learn that lesson. Like that's just, if I didn't do that, there's no other time in life that I get to learn that lesson. And like, that's why I'm so grateful for it is because it's like, I don't get the growth I get uh, as a human being if I don't do this. And like, that's something I never thought about as like, mm, can I do this thing or not? It was just like, that's the unknown. And like, that is what yeah. is so great about doing things that like you, you, don't think about like that is the biggest thing is just yeah. like there could be such gold on the other side um and it's not always going to be gold but like there's there could be such a big reward on the other side should you choose to do that and like yeah. that's what made this thing so special man it was just like i i'm forever grateful for it because it's just like i don't learn these things and it's, i'm so like i'm in such a better place as a as a as a person because of it and it's something that like, I don't think people, people understand so much as like, oh, there's, you're an actor, you do these things, like, great. It's like, the acting thing was very, very fun. And like, I love to play, but like, this thing yeah. really changed my life and changed my life. Not like, oh, I get, I live a different lifestyle now. It's like, it changed my life for like, as a human and like how I approach it and like how I want to give back. And that's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I think that's the incredible power of like, putting yourself through something uncomfortable right mm -hmm. like a lot mm -hmm. of people might have that opportunity on the other side of something but it would take like you said kind of going through that wall putting you taking yourself out of being comfortable um you know to really to really grow and and reach the rewards of success and i think your story is incredible and it's it is inspiring dude. to everybody oh. and even what you said about how you approached eddie a lot of people aren't from la or even are from la would be in that situation and blow it. Mm -hmm. Go up mm -hmm. to Eddie, mm -hmm. say the craziest shit, and then Eddie would be like, "All right, you're done." You're Fucking like he, weirdo. He, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't <laughs> say that. He's he's a nice guy. He wouldn't say anything, but you know, it just mentally keep keep a note, and and he wouldn't bring you into those rooms or and give you those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you never asked for anything from him. You never asked for more. You just wanted to learn. Yep. And yep. it's it's incredible, like just how you ended up here. It's um, 
it's the wildest journey, bro. But it's like, there's so much benefit to like being a sponge at times in life, you know, like there's such a absorption level that you can intake and it, it took, you have to be around the right people to absorb stuff, right? You don't want to absorb yeah. just bad shit, but like you absorb some bad shit and you understand like sometimes the best things are from like the worst situations and you yeah. understand like, that's not how it's supposed to go. That's not like the bad taste that I don't want to have. It's like food. I know that restaurant sucks. It tastes bad, but like, now I know, now I know I won't go there. You know, it also makes you appreciate the good stuff. Exactly. You know? And so when good stuff comes around, you're, you're like, like okay, my fucking antennas are out and I'm going <laughs> to give me anything that will come when this good stuff is around because like good people and good stuff. Like, I remember when we met you guys at yeah. uh, Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. Dude, like, like, yeah. and I'll be honest, like we met you guys. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is so like, this is surreal. This guy's, you know, to meet Luke and yeah. then meet the whole rest of the team. I was just like, whoa, there's another like young Japanese dude doing his thing. He's yeah. in the basketball. Like, this is amazing. And like, there's, there's a reason why we're at these events together like there's yeah. a reason why they put us together and, and match this up and that event was like so much it was for all the instagram people and yeah all the ba- and we were just all kind of like we're chilling <laughs> we just want to we play basketball yeah yeah we just want to actually shoot on the court and like get our <laughs> shots up we were actually getting shots up while people yeah. were drunk like running around exactly. so it, it was funny exactly. but i mean like you said it, it was meant to be um but i wanted to ask I am curious about this. What was it like working with Pop Smoke? Because I know a lot is being made about this movie. He's in it. I think it's his first movie. Unfortunately, his last it movie. It so it's really a crazy uh, experience, not just for you, but just for everybody kind of involved and, and for him mm-hmm. being there. What was that like? Um, it was crazy. It's crazy how Pop even got involved in the movie, too. Like yeah. We had we cast Dave East. And we I remember recorded, that. We recorded scenes with Dave. And like I, I fucking loved Dave. Dave was cool as fuck. Um, but he went to Vegas, had a threesome, got into a situation that like, it it got him arrested. And like, it was just, it was during our shoot. And it was just like one of those things where it was just like the, the studio was just like, he's done. Like he's cut. Like, you know, you can't even save that. And, uh, I was riding to set with Eddie that morning and he was like, bro, this happened. Like he showed me the headline. He's like, dude, like this just happened with Dave. Like the studio is not having it. Uh, we're supposed to record his stuff next week. Like this is, this is just DEFCON 5. And I was like, oh God, right? And like, I can't do anything, but just like <laughs> yeah. support the homie. You know what I mean? I'm just like, dude, like, fuck, like, let's just get through today. And like, whatever we can do, whatever I can help you with, like, let's, let's just try it. And he immediately just started putting things into work. And his best friend and, 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 and manager, uh, Raph, um, is a music, uh, like, attorney. And so he knew um, Pop's manager. And so he got in touch, long story, like Pop gets in touch with yeah. Eddie. Um, they run through some stuff, but then Pop is like, he tells Eddie, like, dude, like he called him Big Dog. He's like, Big Dog, like this is like been a dream of mine to be in a movie. And he's just like, well, shit, man. Like, let's do it again. This is this, the universe telling us like this yeah. is supposed to happen. And so working with Pop, man, like I'd never been around like artists, rapper, musician energy before. And like that kid was 20 years old, man. And he was the most talented dude, hands down, that yeah. I think I'll meet for a long time. Man, I know there's talented people out there, but like his his persona and like what he was kind of more of playing a persona for people than like how he actually is. And it's not that he's being fake. It's just like yeah. people expect him to be this like, you know, Brooklyn drill rapper. And like he is all that. 
but he was so much more of just like a normal 20 year old kid who was just He's like a kid he was a kid he was a kid he was a kid man and mm. like he 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 had so much like love and sympathy and like respect for people and like again that's such a hard when you're that talented it's so hard to like remember that like you're like you have this nucleus inside you and this core that like you know he's a he was a really good kid and like you say that with like all the respect that it that, that it carries yeah. and just to see how talented he was to be around that was like amazing. And the first time I met him was on set. We were shooting around uh, playing basketball, uh, you know, outdoors. We called it the barracks. And um, I met him. He called me talk. And he's like, oh, what's up, talk, pop? We always like dap up, right? And I'm like, what's good, man? And he's like, wait, like, you can hoop? And I was like, I mean, I could do a couple of things. I'm not, like, you know, I'm not ever like, yeah, I can hoop. I was yeah, just like, yeah. I can do a couple of things, man. I think I'll be all right. And I was like, like, you used to hoop? And he was like, bro, like I used to be a, when he was in, uh, I think like 12 years old, he was like a top ESPN 100 recruit in New York, which is like, that's saying yeah, something. That's big, yeah. And you could tell by his jumper, you could tell. And so like, we just had this bond of like, yo, we're kind of just like two aliens just looking at each other like, you can do this <laughs> and you can do this. And I was like, yeah, man, like this is going to be fun. And so we had all these moments where he'd come up to me and he'd be like, yo, talk like, how you be doing this, man? Like, how, how do you be recording this stuff and like remembering your chef? And I was like, pop, man, like I started two weeks ago too, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> let's figure this shit out together, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know. We're doing something. They like it. They'll tell us if they don't, like, what are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? And we had this like funny, like kind of like little, he was, he was never little brother to me. That's more like, like yeah. Eddie's thing, but it was just like, man, I see just so much talent and potential in this kid um and yeah. he's not a violent dude so like we had these things where like, we had a scene where we used to like we, we were fighting and pushing each other and the first three takes we like hop out a bus and we like square up with each other and instantly we just started laughing like both of us just started laughing because like we're both like soft loving dudes like to our yeah. core and it was like this feels so like it feels weird to hit another loft like like loving dude that's sitting next to you like you know you know this guy and so we'd hop out. We just had these big grins on our face, like, huh, like we're about to punch each other. <laughs> um, and everyone's like, yo, like you guys are fucking angry at each other. What are you guys doing? And we're just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like I, if he's smiling at me, like yeah. I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot smile back. Like it just is rude. Um, but that's who, that's who Pop Fuck. is, man. Like yeah. he had such a great energy to him. He'd go to the studio for, you know, six hours, record a song, come to set, be on set for eight to 10 hours, probably go back to the studio after. And it's just like, where the fuck do you get your batteries at, man? Like, where do you recharge? And how can I get one of these? Because like, God damn, you're just on point every single time. And you can see in this movie, like he is such a good character. He's such a good, he plays Monk so well. Like he is just this, this, this person. And it is so sad that he is, he is no longer with us, but I know he's enjoying it. Um, you know, watching down and, and, and celebrating in his own way. And, you know, when it's all our times, like we'll get to celebrate with him as well too. But like, he's, he's just, just know he's the most talented dude. And he was literally on his way to just blowing yeah. up, man. Like absolutely Being blowing up. Man. Being honest. I, you know, I, I always kind of followed it a little bit, not too closely. And mm -hmm. I've been listening to his music a lot lately. And I'm definitely mm -hmm. a big fan and hearing you say he's a sweet, kind, loving human being. Mm -hmm. and just those interactions man it just makes it so much harder to process like the fact that you know 20 year old kid was taken mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's awful he's, just but a, he's a whole human bro like that's just a human is, being 20. yeah that's the thing right like the, you realize like these headlines and uh, you know all of this entertainment all of this publicity like it gets 
sometimes so out of hand and hearing these stories like this is a human being this is a kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need to remember that you know and mm-hmm. I think that's like the moral of this story that we're talking about. It's like, it's all people. We're just people trying to figure it out. <laughs> we're just really exactly. trying to figure it out to the best of our ability and like help others however we can and just navigate this, this crazy, crazy place. It is. And it's like, it's realizing that although we're like, we, you and I, we look very different from each other, right? But yeah. it's like, everyone is so quick to point the finger at the, the differences and not quick to just realize that we're all very similar. We're all very, very similar to each other and possibly more similar than we are different. And that's what gets me in like this whole big conversation of just like, how can we treat other people with so much disrespect? And like, it's, it's so wild to have this range of stuff that like, it's, it just seems for you and I, and for others that are in our circle, it's so easy to just treat people right and treat people how you want to be treated. It's like the first thing you learn as like a kid. It's just like, treat people how you want to be treated. It's a very simple concept, but that goes so yeah. left in life. It's, and it, it's sad, man. It's, it's funny. Sad. It's, it's sad, but it's funny how, you know, two years ago at Coachella, you know, you probably would never have thought that you'd be on a podcast with, with me. We just never would no, have, no. we just never would have seen this coming, but no. we just, our relationship came from basketball, from playing mm-hmm. together and just, mm-hmm. you know, seeing each other, seeing how we play the game. And it's just like, oh, I got something going on. You got something going on. All right, let's just have a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's, like, and it's, it's such a, like in LA, people are so quick. Like the first question I was like, what, yeah, do you do? what do you do? Yeah. And it's like, dude, who the fuck cares? Like, I'm just a human <laughs> being. Like, let's just, how about that? How, how about I'm just human and we have a human conversation real quick. Like, are you cool with that? You know, but it's like to, when we met you guys and then like how that relationship then went out, like immediately yeah. when we got back from Coachella, we set up basketball. Yeah. Bro. Like, yeah. We set up that open run at the, the JCC. Which and we'll, be getting, like, we'll be getting back to soon. Yeah, we like need that back in, in life. But it was like immediately when you when you meet good people and especially in LA, it's immediately just like, holy shit, we met good people. Let's foster this relationship and just see what happens. And like, boom, here we are. Like you said, two years later, sitting on a podcast, your podcast, talking about life and just like what has happened yeah. in the past like three yeah. to four years. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing, man. It's It's absolutely amazing. And that's just how life works when you have good people around you. Like that's how life works. Yeah, it, it really is. And and I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time to do this. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to ask you, so what, what what's next for you? Next is definitely pursuing the arts and, 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 you know, the acting portion of stuff of what comes in. So doing auditions and stuff like that. Um, but where my head's at really is like trying to remain and like trying to capture this, this in a bottle of like, just being open, uh, like kind of what we talked about, you yeah. know, like kind of allowing whatever is supposed to kind of come in and just seeing how things play out. Like it's only been a week since the movie's been out. Um, and it's just like starting to, it, it's allowing myself, like I'm a creative, I'm gonna call myself a creative person. Um, but it's allowing just like whatever I'm going from going with my gut, whatever's coming towards me and just being open to it is, is really kind of where I'm at. Like I have, I have a plan, but it's really just like my plan is is a, it's an open floor plan. So it's like I'm kind of like ready and willing to just like, hey, I, I don't I, I was ready and willing to, to do this movie. And this happened like I don't know what other opportunities are out there. I don't know what else is going to happen from this. And it's kind of just being like I can't plan ahead. I can't drive myself crazy. It's really that same thing. of just being like, yo, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready. And like 
whatever gets put onto my plate, I will consider and I'll, I'll, I'll move from there. That's like really that all that I can do. Um, and really it's just like cliche thing. of just like staying ready. That's yeah. <laughs> really kind of what it is. Um, and continuing to just, you know, get in touch with myself, grow, um, and find those experiences that allow me to have those like big periods of growth. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this massive thing that I went through, obviously with the movie, um, but just setting yeah. things up so that like I can, you know, continually to build myself and add to that repertoire um, and continue to get range, you know, through that and not try to just like limit myself or cut myself off after a certain time or uh, I got that experience. I don't need it anymore. It's, it's, it's just remaining open. Um, and being chill and just kind of seeing what comes, man. That's that's all I can really do and hopefully get back to yeah. playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon, man. Well, that's amazing. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. So hopefully Bro, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on here in the future and talk about let's, whatever craziness happens after this. Let's, let's do it, man. I love this. This was fun. Yeah, man. Um, Zoom is not so fun, but no. Um, next one we do with this we're working on it man. this we're is the the independent production right now yeah. <laughs> but but once once everything clears up and everything I, we are hoping to have like a studio where we can Hell actually yeah. record these and, and do all that so Hell we're yeah, building but i appreciate it 100%. all right man Take thank care. you for having me bro of course appreciate you. more baby Let's do <laughs> appreciate it. you go see boogie if you haven't already appreciate it. it all Thanks, right take Jake. care This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio, sound editing by Rashad Allen, music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.